Welcome to the Our Safe Harbor Church podcast. Here you can listen to our Sunday sermon, Monday morning message, and midweek Bible study. We hope you will consider subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, but please be sure to check out our website at www.OurSafeHarbor.com to learn more about us and find ways to get involved. Our Safe Harbor Church, we are with you wherever you are. Well, good Monday morning to you. And if you're watching this when it's being put out, then Merry Christmas. That's coming right up. And if I look older to you, it's because I am. I turned 66 just a couple days ago. So time marches on and we're going to try to keep this going as long as we can. Some people have asked, well, you know, has Patrick had plans for retirement? And yes, I, the plan is not to, is, is to work as long as I can and good people like you support us, so that's going well so far. This is gonna be a short one. You're busy, Christmas is coming, but I just, there, it happens every year that politicians and other political action people want to use Jesus. And they'll grab Jesus, the baby Jesus, in a story, in some ways, very bizarre ways, such as Planned Parenthood often puts out Christmas cards celebrating abortion and referencing the birth of Jesus. I, I really am not sure what kind of mental acuity that would have to show to make that anyway. But there are other ones that, you, that just come around every single year. Please understand, I'm not making a political statement here. I can have very strong political feelings and yet disagree with the way those feelings are presented, especially if we misuse Jesus. For example, here's one. We'll hear, you know, we have to help the homeless because Jesus was homeless. No, no, he wasn't. I'm really for helping the homeless. We've done a lot of that in our lives and we, we plan to continue to. But that's not an argument you can make. What they're saying is that Jesus had no home when he was born, the night he was born. Technically, even that's not true. Because you see, there was only room in the stables does not mean a barn across the fields. Stables were attached to the house. The animals are part of the house. They're uh, a heating system, but it's also to protect the animals. And all, up until relatively recent times in the 1800s, you would have uh, the animal barn connected to the house. And again, as a source of heat for you and for the animals and as protection. So they weren't throwing them into the winds or making them live in shabby conditions. It was common to rent out part of the barn in America all the way up until the 1950s, it was very common for travelers to stop and ask if they could sleep in the barn. So they weren't homeless. They were there because the government forced them to go there and pay taxes. So it was the heavy hand of government that shoved them into this place, but they were not homeless. And in fact, we find later that the wise men arrived. Now the wise men did not arrive on the night Jesus was born. That's a, that's a myth, but go ahead and sing the songs because they're fun. They arrived at the house where he lived. Look it up. 
at the house where he lived. So Jesus was not homeless. Now later on, as an adult, he said he did not even have a stone as a pillow to call his own. So in that time, if you want to call him homeless, then you can, but it was because he chose that. For his ministry, he had to keep moving. He could not be tied down to property. And rather like Paul, uh, who said that he had the right to be married, did not marry because he felt, uh, at least the impression he gives, is that it would tie him down and not let him move around and be in danger when he needed to be in danger. Uh, it could be that Paul was just not that much of a catch. Who knows? Jesus was not tied down to property by his own decision. So while we love and care for our homeless friends, you can't use the baby Jesus and say, well, he was homeless too. Or they were, they were poor, so we helped the poor. No, we helped the poor because Jesus said to help the poor. We do it because God told us to, and he told us not to forget it. And he gives us that great judgment scene in Matthew where we see that taking care of the poor is a big part of the qualifications for living with God eternally. But Jesus, uh, they, were, they were down at the lower levels when Jesus was born. We know this because the sacrifice offered for his birth was the least expensive sacrifice acceptable. Later on, perhaps because of the gifts of the wise men, we see them offering much, much higher level uh, offerings at the temple. But again, we care for the poor because God said to care for the poor. But here's another one. We all are aware that we have crises at our border. There are people being trafficked. There are good people coming in, uh, trying to feed their families. And there are bad people coming in that are on terrorist watch list. All of these things can be true at the same time. And we're never going to get to a point, no matter how far to the right your, your politics are, we're never going to get to the point where we load up cattle cars and we send millions of people out of the country. At the same time, there, there are ramifications for millions of people crossing the border and it affects the job market for people already here and on and on. I know all these arguments and I'm cool with arguments from the left and the right. I think a lot of arguments I've heard, even though they disagree with each other, both of them are making good sense and are trying to marshal the facts and handle them honestly and honorably. And I appreciate that. I have, I have the feeling I've got a great deal to learn about all of these things. But don't use Jesus as your illustration here. Every year I hear it. Well, Jesus was a refugee. And Jesus had to cross borders to be protected because Herod was coming to kill the babies. Well, yeah, um, let's, let's talk about the realities of the day. First of all, by the way, we have nothing in history to say that Herod came in and killed a bunch of babies. That could have been his intention, uh, but we don't see any orders and they wrote everything down. So not everything survived, obviously. So it may yet to be found, but regardless, Jesus and his family did go to Egypt. Now, did that mean they left their home country to go to another? No, because the idea of countries had been wiped out by the Romans. You are now a province, and this would be like you 
moving from California to Florida because you liked that governor better. You're not a refugee and you have not crossed borders. You see, you're still under the emperor. You're still under the Senate and under all of that sort of thing. All of those rules. What you've done is you've exchanged governor. Herod only ruled in one area. You got out of his area. And maybe you're in Florida and you don't like the politics there, so you go to Massachusetts. Same thing. Maybe you're in South Dakota and you decide Nevada's better and you go there. Same thing. And it could be an economic move, it could be a political move, it could be a job move, whatever these things are, it is still from province to province. So Jesus was not a refugee, even though he was fleeing, uh, his family was fleeing the possibility of his being killed. They did not cross any international borders as we understand them today. So you can make your argument that we shouldn't have borders at all. You can make that argument. You can make the argument that we should much more securely fasten up our borders. You can make that. And you can make an argument for uh, thorough immigration reform, which by the way, the immigration system is a complete mess. And if you want to do it legally, it takes way too long, costs way too much money, and is way too unwieldy. So you can make all of those arguments, but don't use the baby Jesus to make an argument he wasn't making and God wasn't making, especially when it's based upon a false principle, a false tenant. So what do we do with the baby Jesus? We only do what the scripture tells us to do. We rejoice that God has come to us, Emmanuel, and we sing songs and we change our lives because Jesus happened. The God of the universe loved us so much, he sent us his son, and his son lived a life and taught things and then said, follow me. And so that's what we do with the baby Jesus. We love like Jesus loved. We act like Jesus acted. We don't copy his particular actions. You know, I'm not gonna go out and re restore sight to the blind. I can't do that. I'm not gonna go live outside and walk around with fishermen and that's not it. That's kind of a cargo cult mentality and you can look up cargo cult and Monday morning messages and also a Sunday morning sermon on the same channel and you'll see what I'm talking about if you don't know. No, it's not a rote actions moving with actions. Instead, look at the principles, the morals, the overriding teachings of Christ. Do that with Jesus and make your political arguments if you wish. Have firm arguments if you wish, but make sure that when you use them, you are not misusing Jesus. Have a wonderful Christmas. Good news. Unto us, a son is born. It's a king, the king of all. And I believe the story. And if you believe the story, you know what I mean when I say it changes everything. Merry Christmas.